Hey everybody, this is your boy Garrett J. White, founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, when it rains, it pours. Sit back, relax, and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, my friends, so, uh, you know, I was walking in the rain. Walking in the rain, walking in the rain. No, literally, legitimately, walking in the rain. And I've walked in the rain in two different locations in the last 48 hours. One on the West Coast and two on the East Coast. One in Florida, one in California. One in Southern Florida, right there at 10X Growth Con. I had an opportunity to speak there here just a few days ago. And then on top of that, which by the time you're listening to this, it's probably been a few months since then or maybe whatever. You know, you're hearing in real time, who knows. But anyways, uh, I'm so walk. I walked in Florida, I walked here, and I've been walking in the rain. And it's funny because when the rain comes out, people make decisions to do a lot of different things. <clears throat> Some people drive slow. If you're in Florida, the rain starts coming, tropical rainstorm, and everybody stops, starts driving starts driving slow. California, same thing. They treat the rain like it's snow. For all the people who are from snow places where there's ice on the roads, et cetera, it's almost comical. Yes, you can parasite on the water. Not saying there's not a risk on it, but nonetheless, a little bit of a paranoia game that goes on with dealing with the rain. Rain, my friend. So I was walking down the road, and there was this guy... Um, when I was walking in Florida. Today I was walking in the rain here in California, but a few days ago I was walking in the rain in Florida. And I was actually Tony Robbins event, Business Mastery, and I went for a walk and I grabbed an umbrella from the front desk of the hotel and off I went. Now on this walking path, there were puddles of water. And this happens in California too, where the drains just can't deal with how much water's there. And there's so much water in the gutter that it pools up and cars don't really have any choice but to drive through it. So I'm walking on the sidewalk and this car drives by and goes through the puddle. And just like you would see in a movie, you see this, this, well, I didn't see it happening. It came from behind me. A big, huge wave of water does what? Well, it builds up a wave and then splashes on my back and down my legs. Now, not much good when you have umbrellas protecting you from the rain coming down from the ceiling, which are from the sky, which is really not doing any good either because there's so much tropical rain. It's like everywhere. I'm just soaking wet, but basically my face is covered and my phone is covered so I can listen to my podcast. But this big splash of water hits me in the back. And my first reaction, you know what it is? I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. I I get triggered. I get triggered in that moment. I get triggered by like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, what's wrong with you? How dare you? How dare you run through that puddle? And I remember watching the car drive by and I got ear tails. Like, those fucking dicks. Like, that was the first thought I had. I was like, you fucking dicks. Like, that was what I was thinking. And yet I'm sitting back and I'm laughing my ass off even thinking about it moments later because I'm like, how is it my fault that this car that's driving down, or how is it their fault that, that that they're driving down the road? It's raining like crazy. I'm the only idiot out here walking with an umbrella. They drive through and do what they always do, which is stay in their lane. And then water spills up and splashes into my back. And by the way, I'm already fucking wet. And yet I wanted to be angry. And here's the principle that I got is that if you want to be angry, you're going to be angry. Like they end, like that's the principle. If you want to be angry, you're going to be angry. So I'm sitting there walking down the street in a rainstorm in Florida with an umbrella, soaking wet, cars are driving. I'm the only idiot out walking and a car drives through a puddle and the puddle gets me even more wet than I'm already wet as if somehow you can get more wet than you're already wet. I was already wet, shoes were already soaking, nothing had changed. And yet in that moment, I was choosing to be angry. Yet I had put myself in that environment. And so oftentimes we put ourselves in situations where we get angry because we want to get angry. And yet we're the ones that put ourselves in the environment that triggered us to be angry. Nobody forced me out there. I could have been a nice and warm and sweating inside of a hotel gym. 
But instead, I was out doing my walk and talk out in the rainstorm like I always do. I was like, I go outside. That's what I do. If it's snow, it's ice, it's rain, it's Antarctica, it's, you know, it's California, it's Mexico, it's Canada, it's whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get out. I'm going to move because I want to be <clears throat> want to be outside. And yet, choosing to be angry in that moment was my decision. And yet, when I recognize I'm the one that put myself here, that car was not trying to do that to me. That was me putting myself in a place where shit happens which is called getting wet when you're in the rain. So my question for you is this, where in your world across body being balanced in business, have you put yourself in an environment where things are happening and you're choosing to get angry? And yet in the choice to get angry, you're forgetting the fact that you put yourself in that environment. For example, having babies. Uh-huh, yeah, you decided that, right? Getting the job you have, the things that you do, you chose that. The clients you have, you chose that. Where is it at? Pull out your warm map and your weapon, aka joining your pen. I want you to write that area down. Here's the area where I've chosen to put myself and I'm choosing also to be angry inside that environment. And the second piece with this is what could you choose to do to change it once you've nailed that first piece? My friends, that's all I got for you. This is Garrett J. White reminding you very simply, this game itself is not easy, but it is simple. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire parable and our principle. Up next is the daily fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next daily fuel is going to be powerful, won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. My friends, it is that time again. It is that fucking time again. There's a lot of times. There's the time, and then there's that time again. You know what I'm talking about. All right, anyways, welcome to today's Daily Fuel. You've heard the parable, and, well, you got the principle, which is if you want to be angry... You're going to be angry. Listen to those words. Let them let them shake you inside of your soul today, my friend. If you want to be angry, you're going to be angry. Isn't that crazy how like so much of our world is driven by design inside of our own decisions? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you could blame on a lot of people, right? Super easy to blame shit on people. Yeah, I'm gonna blame you for this. I'm gonna blame you for that. I'm gonna blame you for this. I'm gonna blame you for that. Right? There's this this process that we go through as human beings in blaming other people. Yet I'm gonna have you consider inside of your world that the game itself is all about design. And if you want to design your world to be angry, it's pretty easy. You're just going to design it to be angry. If you want to design it to be happy, you're going to design it to be happy. Like the game itself, which is our focus inside of the Warrior's Way. And we're so today we're inside the game in chapter 35, dealing with monthly benchmarks. We've already dealt with quarterly games, et cetera. Now we're dealing with monthly benchmarks. But if you look at, if you back this up and you say, okay, well, what, like what, what's really going on here inside the game? What you're saying is that I'm designing my life to be something that is a game. No different than if I want to be angry, you're going to be angry. Okay, and we're going to take that principle. If you want to be angry, you're going to be angry. We're going to tie that up to the idea today here on page 420 inside of chapter 35, the monthly benchmarks. And we're going to discuss today this idea of decision 
and how the game of decision is just as much about the game of choosing to be angry as it is about choosing to turn your life into a game. Let's start off with a quote today from Herodotus. <laughs> I don't remember how to say this. Herodotus. Herodotus. Sounds good. The quote is this. Some men give up their designs when they have almost reached the goal, while others, on the contrary, obtain a victory by exerting at the last moment more vigorous efforts than ever before. Like this doubling down game is crucial. And we're going to take this principle, if you want to be angry, you're going to be angry. We're going to apply it up here to what Herodotus has taught, taught us today. And an ancient Greek historian considered to be the father of history from 484 BCE to 424 BCE. We're going to link this up to a story starting in verse 1 that actually goes back to 2007, 12 years ago the time I'm recording this, uh, back to my Ironman years. It was actually the last official Ironman that I did 12 years ago. I was 30, 30, let's see, I'm 43 now, so that would be that would be 31, 31 years old. So here it comes, verse one. My very first Ironman was scary as shit, and I probably did the entire race completely wrong. But I became addicted and hooked to the race, even after the mistakes, participating in many Ironmans after that. Verse 2, as I started to take the competitions more serious, I began to train my ass off and eventually ended up in the Ironman World Championships in 2007. Arriving in Kona, Hawaii, my mind had been trained to operate with these games very differently. Three, we got there early in the morning and I loved it because I stamped the numbers on my arms. I got my pack on, nervous and excited to be participating in something that I'd only watched videos of, and yet there I was in the middle of it all. Four, there's just, as much, there's just so much energy at the World Championships. Everybody's in the water has earned the right to compete at the elite level they were at. We all had to train our ass off to be able to get in the water. So there's almost this sense of relief that came when I got there because I thought back to literally thousands of hours I'd ridden my bike, swam in a pool, nobody was awake, and ran my ass off through the night when everybody was sleeping, finally coming to a head amongst all those other athletes. I knew that I had to show up that day to make shit happen. Verse 5. So I got my goggles and skin suit on and went down to the sand and then began swimming out into the water, a warm ocean, to tread out what tread water out in the middle of the bay waiting for the start. I remember lying on my back, floating and looking up into the sky at these helicopters that were above. And it was so surreal for me because I'm like, holy shit, I've watched this on television and now I'm in the show. Six. As I lied there, my coach's words came back into my mind. Handle the work in front of you. Move buoy to buoy and benchmark to benchmark and success will be yours. You've done the work. Good thing these words kept running through my mind, as you'll soon see. Verse 7. Imagine 2,000 people packed in like sardines at the start, treading water, about 200 meters off the beach. There was a boat 1.2 miles out in the middle of the ocean where we had to swim out to, which from the beach can barely be seen. But once you're down in the water, you can't see shit at all. All I could see was the guy behind me, the gal to my left, the woman in front, and the dude behind. Everything became tunnel vision. Verse 8. The countdown clock began. 10, 9, 8, until I could hear everybody there yelling. 3, 2, 1, boom. The cannon went off. 9. If you've ever attended or watched Iron Man videos, you can see all the thousands of people sitting there calm, treading water until boom, all hell breaks loose, and suddenly it's like you're in a goddamn blender. 
White foam goes everywhere as all 2,000 swimmers begin to paddle or stroke with their arms and kick with their feet. It's absolute chaos for their first 500 to 1,000 meters of the swim, bumping into people right and left. 10. I was about 100 meters out into the swim with these people. This gal continued to slam into me. I was getting pissed, frustrated because I wanted to swim clean, but I was in the blunder. In my mind, I decided the next person that cuts me off, I'm punching in the back and I'm going to shove their ass under the water. Getting a karmic bitch slap. Verse 11. So wouldn't you know it, the next person who cut me off was a petite five foot three hundred pound woman. I didn't give a shit. I was like, I don't care. Dark Warrior's out to run this bitch, so here we go. She started to cut in. I turned my paddle hand into a fist, and boom, down into the water she went. Bye-bye. I came with my left arm and did the same thing to a guy much bigger than me on the other side. Boom, down under the water he went. I was like, you motherfuckers didn't know I used to be a violent dude in football world. This is not new for me. I will knock all of you out. I was feeling good because I cleared a path for myself, but karma was about to bitch slap me back to China. 12. After six seconds later, I swam up to the feet of a guy in front of me, and I took a heel right into my eye socket and my left goggle. Water started to fill up, so during one of my strokes, I adjusted without lasting, without any lasting results, even stopping to take them off and readjusting, only to discover the goggle was cracked. 13. I was 150 to 200 meters into the world championships of a 2.4-mile ocean swim. After training every single day for years to get to that point, there was no option of stopping, nor were the extra goggles, there extra goggles lying around in the middle of the ocean. So I was left with the decision to swim or quit, and quitting was not an option, so I swam with one eye. Just call me One-Eyed Willie. 14. I started to panic for the next 50 to 75 meters because I couldn't fucking see The salt water was causing my eye to swell up, plus the kick of the heel into the eye. Good job, karma. That'll teach me to hit other two other people and push them under the water. Verse 15. I began to move over to my right. My right eye could see, so I was able to view the big-ass orange buoys, which were all I was worried about. This became my focus and the only possible way for me to make it through the swim. So I'm going to freestyle this, and we're going to come off the book here. Like this, let's come back to our principle for today. If you want to be angry, you're going to be angry. Right. I mean, I look, look at what I look at what I was sitting in a situation. Right. I mean, this is 12 years ago and I'm in an open water swim in ocean in Kona, Hawaii, and I get violent. It didn't do me any good. Isn't that the craziest part about getting angry? You realize that almost nothing productive comes out of anger the way that we think about it. Now, you can fe- feeling angry is one thing. Learning to channel anger to produce an outcome is another Everybody feels anger. Very few people know how to channel anger. And so by default, they become obsessed. They become obsessed with the anger. They become obsessed with what it makes them feel. They become obsessed with how it, how it compels them to see things. And you've seen this inside of your own life. You've watched this compulsion. You felt this intensity. You've watched this shit go down. Inside of your own heart, you're like, okay, well, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on inside my world? Why, why, am I, why am I not in a position in which I feel a sense of control? Why don't I feel a sense of control? Why do I feel so out of control? Why is this the case? What needs to change in this? How do I go about changing this? What ultimately needs to become the vision for my life that is not governed like an insane motherfucker with all this anger? And it's a decision. It's a decision. I mean, I obviously didn't make that decision in the water. 
And so I got to pay the price, but I did get to make a decision after that. I could have got, I could have got more angry. I got a guy angry and then got more angry, right? And then gotten so angry that I didn't do anything. I could have got so angry that I quit. I could have blamed everybody, blamed all these people for what they did to me. Are you shitting me? What the fuck would I have to blame them about? Nothing. You, you, we don't get that kind of permission. I mean, you can, you can blame all day long, but you realize that nothing actually changes. You're still fucked. You're still left in this losing game. You're still left in this place of being angry because you decide to be angry. Now, what do we do once we get the consequence of this like really drilled into our world? Well, part of our game that we're dealing with here is monthly benchmarks. And the entire principle that's about to play out here in my swim, which we're not going to read, I'm going to freestyle to, was, was this entire principle of buoy. See, the challenge with living a challenge-based lifestyle is the fact that life itself begins to open up for us when we stand up on a hill and we see way out into the future and we look at this vision and you say, okay, well, I'm going to go to this place. You know, assuming you've been able to channel the anger, And I'm going to go to this place, you say, right? So then you get down into the water and you get going. In this case, you get down into the work. You get down into doing what is required. You get down into doing what is ultimately necessary to produce a result. And and in that place, it becomes confusing. You get kicked in the fucking eye. Even if it's not a karmic game of you did something and now you're paying the piper because you did it, it's just simply because you're in this situation in which the game itself you're playing demands that you experience resistance. Like, do you recognize there's nothing that you will ever produce in your entire life that does not come with a shitload of fucking resistance? Resistance inside of you, resistance inside of the people around you. There's no getting away from this. But what there is is an ability to stabilize yourself inside of that insanity. To be able to stabilize how you see your life and see yourself. This is the point of the work, like the stack. This is the point of the work, like core four. This is the point of playing impossible games is looking for buoys. And this is exactly what happened to me in the Iron Man. My eye was completely swollen shut. I couldn't see very well. And the only way that I could make it across the ocean for 2.4 miles, 1.2 miles out, 1.2 miles back, deep out in the ocean, was to keep a point of reference on the buoys. The buoy lines were actually set up along the outdoor swim because unlike a swimming pool where you can look down and see the, the tiles on the floor in open water, you got no such thing. You have to go off of physical markers, which means you actually have to sight when you swim. You've got to pull your head out of the water and you've got to look for these sight buoys, which tend to be big, orange, blown up, floating buoy lines that they put in that go straight out to the target that you have to stay on a certain side of. And that's what I did. And when I set a 12-week challenge... Okay, and you say, well, I'm going to go this way for 12 weeks. Well, every month I have a benchmark that I'm looking towards. If I set a target for an impossible game that I'm going to accomplish of a man I'm going to become or a woman I'm going to become over the next 12 months, I can get lost once I get down into the water. So how do I deal with that? Well, I deal with that by looking at buoys, by setting up benchmarks. And in this case, in dealing with the warrior doctrine, we're talking about having monthly benchmarks. If I'm running a three-month challenge or a 12-week challenge, 
then I don't, once I set the outcome of where I'm going to go, then I settle down into worrying about the only the next thing that matters, which is the first benchmark that first month. It will be the indicator. If I have a vision 10 years from now for my life, the first indicator is my first benchmark. I don't worry about the turnaround that's two miles from now. I worry about what needs to happen today to get to that first big ass orange buoy. So here's our point spotted from today's general's tent. First one, do the work in front of you. Focus on the buoy, hit your benchmark. Shit is going to happen, but if you just keep calm, course correct, and continue to move forward towards your outcome, it will be accomplished. Point two, if you create an impossible game that's accurate, a target that matters, and a target that feels realistic but impossible, it's all going to require you to change. Point three, inside your challenge, is cru- it is crucial that you have these checkpoints where you can ask, okay, where am I at? What do I need to adjust? Am I on target, yes or no? And point number four, we're not judging whether you hit your targets as good or bad, just the facts. This is the beauty of metrics. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.